Well, see you, college. See you, college. Who's excited to be here tonight? Who's ready to be uh, in God's house? Man, I'm just so excited to be here with you. Thursday nights is literally the night that me and my family look forward to being a part of every single week because I get to see half of some of your faces and I can see all of some of your faces, right? We're still in the middle of this mask wearing thing. But if you're uh, online with our CU College podcast, can we give it up for them as well? So we're so excited that you're listening and you are in the room just as much as we are. Man, we've been able to uh, be a part of hearing stories of people that are listening all over South Texas and really beyond. And so uh, if this is affecting you, please let us know on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Uh, but we're excited that you are here as well. Well, I want to start off tonight just like we always do with what do we say at the beginning of every single service? We say this. We say CU College is the best place to be on Thursday nights, right? We believe that. We believe in every single thing that we're doing here that this is the best place to be on Thursday nights. And speaking of the being the best place to be, I can't think but start to look around. Some of y'all brought some dates tonight, right? Some of y'all are in a relationship. I'm looking around, y'all kind of look at each other. You're like, oh, I mean, I'm trying to get my relationship here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's why I showed up. But no, I mean, I can't, I can't help but think about relationships during this time. I know we're still in January, but we're only a couple weeks from Valentine's Day, right? You might be trying to shoot your shot, bringing a girl to the Super Bowl party that you're having next week. Like, all those things. And so I wanted to tell you a little story, right? There's a story of this guy and this girl, and basically they were going to get dinner for the very first date, right? And so they were going to this dinner, and this guy made the biggest mistake of his life. He reached out to this girl that they were going to go on their first date with, and he said, hey, I just want you to know I'm inviting my friend along. Why? Why, right? And all the guys in here said, man, he has something coming, right? And so uh, what ends up happening, they go on this date, and this guy is, is really to himself. He's not really outgoing, all those things. And she wants somebody who is outgoing, right? So we all want different things. And so after the date, the very next day, I think about 9 a.m., he reaches out to her with that text. And some of you ladies, you probably have gotten this text before, like, hey, how's it going today? right? Which is really like, hey, am I going to get another chance? <laughs> That's what it is. And so he reaches out and she basically just says, hey, you're a great guy, but you know, I think we just want different things and, and all that stuff. And no lie, this is what he says. He says, well, I'm just curious. This is a text back. I'm just curious. Did you feel a connection with my friend? Did you feel a connection with my friend that was there? Uh, I'd be happy to share his number with you, best of luck, right? See, these are the type of relationship stories that leave me with like my face and my palm. I'm like, what is going on here? What is wrong with people? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You see some of these things on Facebook and you're like, what is going on, you know? And so uh, that, that's why, man, I really wanna talk about relationships tonight. I'm gonna be talking about some next week, but next week is gonna be entirely different than this week because this week is probably something that you've never heard inside of a church right? Because typically the pastor gets up on stage. He's like, hey, here are three effective ways to have a great relationship. Here are three effective ways to really get your marriage started off, right? Because we got some married couples in the house. Like, here are three effective ways to live in singleness, you know? And all the singles are like, oh, there's no effective way to live in singleness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. We're going to talk about that next week. But today, man, the title of the message, if you're taking notes uh, tonight, is how to have a bad relationship. Say it with me. How to have a bad relationship. We hear you on the podcast. And so we're going to go through five different ways of how to have a bad relationship. So if you do these ways, you are 100% going to have a bad relationship. All right. And so don't feel like I'm coming at you tonight. Uh, if you do, it's all good. I'm coming at myself as well. All right. And so uh, here's the first way. If you want to have a bad relationship in your life, here's the first way to do it. Make yourself the priority. 
Make yourself the priority. I saw some people put their heads down, okay? Don't do that. Make yourself the priority. We're talking about all of us here tonight, right? So if you want to have a bad relationship, make it all about you. Make life about you and never think about the other person that you're with or that you're pursuing, things like that. No, no, no. They should want what you want. Because that's not emotionally draining, right? Right? It's not emotionally draining making everything to everyone about you. And you wonder why you're losing your friends. <laughs> you wonder why you can't get a date. Well, you didn't let the other guy talk, right? You didn't let her speak during the date, right? So, no, it's not emotionally draining at all. Guys, let me tell you, like, the girl in the relationship, let me just talk to my guys for a second. The girl in the relationship should want to come over and watch you play PS5 all day, right? Like, they should want to come over and watch you play PS5. <laughs> not supposed to clap. Uh, that person did not bring a date tonight, okay? <laughs> Sorry. They should want to come over and watch, a, watch you play PS5. Not play, to, play with you. No, no, no. They should want to watch you. And they should want to go make pizza rolls, right? And then in that meantime between, like, playing video games and, and, you know, going to bed or her leaving, like, they should want to do whatever you want to do. Everything should be all about you. That is a great date. I mean, we know what Philippians 2.4 says, I mean, but we don't need to do this, right? Let each of you look not only on his own interests but also to the interests of others. If you want to have a bad relationship, don't do that. Make it all about you. Make yourself a priority. That is a surefire way to have a bad relationship. Some of y'all can kind of know how tonight's going to go, right? See, second one, if you want to have a bad relationship, man, never communicate with each other. Communication has never gotten in the way of a relationship, right? Never communicate with each other. If you're upset, if you're angry, if there was something that he did or she did that, you know, went against your morals or your values, like, no, 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 that doesn't matter. You don't need to communicate. Why talk about it? Because, hey, we'll just bury it underneath a rock. It's not going to come back up in the future of the relationship. It's fine, right? I mean, I know Ephesians 4, 26 through 27, it says, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. But, I mean, golly, Joey, that's scripture. That, that doesn't really affect my relationship. What I'm going to do is really not just talk about it, because if I don't talk about it, then it doesn't exist, right? And so it doesn't matter. Girls, he really does not care where y'all are going to eat after tonight. Y'all are like, where do you want to go eat? You want to go get the, you know, two for 20 at Applebee's? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He wants you to decide, all right? I promise. He isn't upset with you. Just tell the man where you want to eat, all right? Just communicate. Let's talk. Check out what James 4, 1 through 2 says. It says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel you do not have because you do not ask. What is that talking about? It's talking, saying, hey, let's communicate. Let's speak. Let's not allow this thing to fester inside our lives, all right? But so oftentimes, if we want a bad relationship, we just have the don't ask, don't tell policy. We just never communicate in our relationship. And I know people who have been married for 15 to 20 years, they are terrible at communication. They just kind of fell into it, right? And so we have to make sure, but I mean, you know, you know, the 15 to 20 years, I mean, Pastor, like, it worked out with my parents not to communicate. You know, I remember, you know, for us in here in this room, maybe you, you were back as a teenager and you remember that your, your mom and your dad just kind of did whatever they, they wanted to do and then somehow they were still together and they just, they never communicated. And they didn't really have a healthy relationship, if we're honest. So we need to make sure that we're communicating. But if you want to have a bad relationship, never communicate with the other person and I can ensure you that you'll have a bad relationship. All right, number three is this. If you want a bad relationship, your values don't matter. 
All right? Taking notes. If you want to have a bad relationship, your values do not matter. Because make sure that you, you both people in the relationship don't focus on your values because, let's be honest, they don't matter, you know, like things like your goals, right? Your goals don't matter. Your goals don't matter. Uh, your morals. When in your relationship, you want a bad relationship, go against your morals. That doesn't matter. Your dreams. Who in the world ever said dreams matter? Like whoever, whoever said that the person that you're with, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, wife, who said that they're supposed to help you with your dreams, right? Like, no, those don't matter. Your hopes, those don't matter. Why, why do we have to care about those things for the other people, right? So your values don't matter. And so here's the deal. If you compromise on those things, you'll compromise with your values as well. And so in your relationship, do not care about your values, not really a big deal. Check out what 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 15 says. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Wow, right? Light with darkness. It says, what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? It doesn't matter what the other person's values are. It doesn't matter what their relationship with Jesus looks like. Because if you want a bad relationship, you're not really focused on religion anyway. And so who cares, right? We're just going to focus on one another. We're going to focus on what the world says for us to focus on. And we're going to be good. Or you might end up having a bad relationship. See, we can end up being so caught up in the other person and, and what the world says to do and all those things that we don't necessarily look and see what their values are and how they go with ours. I think the most miserable relationship we can ever be in is with somebody who has different values than us. And so we have to be cautious of that. And so to ensure that we have a bad relationship, man, make sure that you're the light and they're the darkness. Make sure that you're following Jesus and they're not. That will ensure that you are having a bad relationship. And if I'm honest, that was me. Not the one who was following Jesus. See, I was the one who was off doing his own thing. Man, I cared about sports, cared about my vehicle, cared about my girlfriend. That's really all that I cared about. The only reason I ever went to youth group was because my girlfriend invited me to youth group. And so that, that's, that was me. And so I'm speaking to myself is that that relationship does not work if both people are not going towards the same thing. And not towards the same thing when you're already together. No, no, no. It doesn't, you don't go out and you don't start dating somebody and going, well... I could bring him to CU College. He could know Jesus. We could just start dating first. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. You got to let him go. Doesn't mean you're not friends with him. Doesn't mean you don't still pursue. But as a friend, you got to be let go. That happened to me. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks in our live Q&A. My wife will, be, will love to share that story, <laughs> I'm sure. But in a couple weeks when we have our live Q&A and we're going to give away this gift card and all that fun stuff, it's going to be great. We're going to talk about that about how, man, it's so difficult for both people to not be on the same track of following Christ with their life and be in a dating relationship together because when we talk about the values are different, your morals are different. And so we have to be cautious of that. Man, here's the fourth way. This will get you going. All right, if you want a bad relationship, be sexually active before you get married. If you really want a bad relationship, make sure that you and that other person are being sexually active before you get married, and, and not just with other people, but maybe if you're alone in here, maybe if you're single, man, make sure that you're watching all the pornography that you can because that will ensure that you have bad relationships in the future. That will ensure 
that your relationships do not last. That will ensure that you are not at a healthy place to have a relationship. I mean, I know the world won't tell you what pornography does, but let me just go ahead and give you some insight and research because this is what the world's not saying. See, pornography actually has an effect on your brain. Did you know that? Did you know that the things that you watch on your phone, the things that you're, you're looking at on uh, social media, things like that that just pop up, it actually has an effect on your brain, and it actually gives you a high. But for people in here who call themselves Christ followers, you get a really bad low after that as well, right? So we got to make sure that if we want a bad relationship, we were sexually active before we get married. Now, man, sex with other people, come on. I mean, it's 2021. I'm supposed to explore, right? Well, that's, that's what they tell me. That's what maybe my family member told me. Maybe that's their spouse or a, a sibling told you. Like, I'm supposed to go and explore, right? No, check this out. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? That your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you have Jesus living inside you. You have the Holy Spirit that he gave you. And so you are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. We don't all get this right all the time. We don't all get this right all the time. But what I can encourage you is that it will be very, very difficult to have a healthy relationship if you are not pursuing to get better in this area. But I mean, since we're just talking about how to have bad relationships, right? There's some old, that's old school thinking. You're like, you should give someone that you're dating the same benefits that you will give your spouse one day, right? Would you agree with that? Like that person that you just met at that bar, that person that you just met at that restaurant, like you should give them the same benefits that you'll give your future husband or your future wife one day. We want to have a bad relationship because Ultimately, it feels really good in the moment, but like I said, you get a really bad low after. You know, that'll for sure give you a bad relationship. But here's number five. Here's number five. If we want a bad relationship, keep God out of it. If you want a bad relationship, keep God out of it. See, all week, I've been wrestling with this message, not because of the first four, but really the, the fifth one. Because this is the one that will really mess up a relationship. We're gonna talk about it next week of the one thing that we can do to have healthy friendships, healthy relationships. And it kind of coincides with point number five, but we gotta keep God out of our relationships if we don't want them to be healthy, right? You know, never attend church together. Who in here, if you're a couple in here, do you attend church together? I would love to see you raise your hands. I love that, there's hands all across the room. There's hands all across the room, I love that. Well, if you want a bad relationship, quit doing that, okay? I'm here to tell you stop. Like never attend. Never attend church together, okay? Because that is a big way of making sure that you actually have a healthy relationship is going to God's house and worshiping together, sitting next to each other, serving God's house together. If you serve at Church Unlimited or at another church here in our city, man, I love that because when you serve together, you're telling God, God, I know that you know, I was created for a purpose and they were created for a purpose, and I love that we get to serve together, we get to attend God's house together. It is special. Sunday is an event. It is your best day ever because you get to go to God's house on Sunday. You get to praise him for the week before and the week after. 
But if you want a bad relationship, keep God out of it. See, focus on what you want, right? Ladies, if he doesn't serve in your ho- or in God's house, he's not going to serve in your house. Here's what I mean by that. If you're dating somebody and you have invited him to church, invited him to church, invited him to church, or guys, if you invited him to church, invited him to church, but I'm going to use a guy for an example, and he's like, no, I really can't because, I mean, you know, the big game's coming up. It's a big game every week, right? You can DVR it. They have that now. But it's the Cowboys. They're going to lose anyway. I'm sorry. I had to. I saw, the, I saw my opportunity, and I had to do it. I'm a Falcons fan, guys. We won like four games this year. It's okay. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, they felt bad for me instantly. You see, what happens is, is that, you know, you invite him, you invite him, you invite him, and he's like, no, 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 there's a game today. And so he starts drinking at 10 a.m., 11 o'clock to get ready for the big game. And you get home from serving, and you're on the spiritual high because, man, you got to be in God's house. You got to hear the awesome Worship Unlimited band. You got to hear an amazing message from Pastor Bill. Man, you are fired up. You served at the front door. You got to smile through your mask, obviously. You got to see people excited to come to church. You are fired up, and you end up going over, and you're ready to watch the big game, and they're already three or four in. And what really gets dangerous is that we think that that's going to stop when we're dating because they told us at one point that, hey, you know what, if we just continue to date, I promise you I'm going to get right with God, I'm going to get right with God, I'm going to get right with God. It'll be okay. Never happens that way. Some of y'all have probably been victims to that. It never happens that way. So to ensure that we have a bad relationship, make sure you keep God out of it. And those things hurt, right? Those things kind of hurt to, to talk about. See, but sometimes the negative will actually point us to the positive. You see, sometimes if we're so focused on the things to do, we'll begin to take those for granted. But when we see the things that we're supposed to not do, we're like, no. I need to get back right on that other one. Now, some of us, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Some of us probably found ourselves in a few of those. I know we're talking about other people, but I'm, I'm actually one of those five. I'm keeping God out of my relationship, or and I'm doing these things for I'm married and I'm not really supposed to do. I, all these things. See, so many of us, we're searching for a great godly relationship. That might be why some of you singles are here, and hello, amen, we're glad you're here, okay? But we're searching for this godly, great relationship. But we're making ourselves the priority. We're not communicating with the people that we're pursuing right. We're getting into relationships with other people who don't necessarily love Jesus because we think that we can change them. And we're physically giving ourselves to the things of this world. We're keeping God out of our friendships and our relationships, right? Because it's my religion. No, no. It's your relationship that Jesus allows us to have to where we can share it with others. So we have to be cautious that if we're looking for a great godly relationship, to not do the things that I talked about tonight. But if you did find yourself in one of these things, and you're feeling kind of beaten down, I want to encourage you. That is not what tonight was meant for. It is not meant for you to walk out of here, feel bad, not understand what to, to do next. No, 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 that's not what tonight is for. Here's what I want you to know is that nobody is ever too far gone. Nobody's ever done enough sin 
that Jesus is hanging up on the cross. He's going, well, I'm, I got everybody else in mind, but, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, girl. Like, you, you just sinned one too many times. I, sorry, it, it just wasn't good enough. There's a thing called grace. You see, and the problem is, is that grace is really hard for us to understand because us, with our sinful nature, it's, it's hard sometimes for us to give grace to other people. So it's kind of hard for us to understand, but when you get to understand that grace is really saying, God, I, I know what I've done is wrong. I want to repent. I want to come back and follow you. And I know that when Jesus died on the cross, it was big enough for all of my past and present and future sins. That is when you understand grace. That is the moment when you begin to forgive yourself for those things that you've done in the past. That is the moment that when the devil starts to come after you, because he's smarter than all of us, starts to come after you, and guess what? It's usually the same way that he won before. So if you got your phone up late at night and that's where you won last, quit bringing your phone to bed. Your friends might think you're weird, quit it. The next time the enemy starts to attack you, literally yell out, no. Call a friend. Get accountability. Get people in your life who are in your corner who love you, who care about you. See, when we fully understand grace, we give ourselves a break a little bit. We say, Jesus, thank you for all that you've done for me. We got to grow. We begin to move forward in our own lives. And we give grace to others and we give grace to ourselves. And so I, in this moment, I, I want to take away all earthly relationships. I want to take away that right now. I want to talk about your spiritual relationship. See that guy, Jesus, that I just spoke about that died on the cross? He did it with your name in mind. He did it knowing that in the month of January in 2021, you'd be sitting at a CU college service and that you would have the opportunity to place him first place in your life and make him your Lord and your Savior. So I want everybody to bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. Just if there's somebody in this room who maybe isn't allowing themselves to have grace. Do you really think that when Jesus gave his life for you, it wasn't enough to take care of your baggage? I want to encourage you right now, if you're sitting here and you've struggled with some of these things in the past or you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I really, really want to urge you to say yes to him right now. And so I want you to say this prayer after me. The prayer is not what saves you. It is the recognition of saying, Jesus, I'm now a follower of yours. I believe in what you did on the cross. And for the first, only, and last time, I'm going to follow you. Would you say this prayer with me? If you want to make that decision, we want everybody in the room to say it because we never want anybody to feel like they're saying it alone. Would you say this? Would you say, dear Jesus, I need you. I know I'm a sinner. Please come into my heart. Transform my life. I choose you 
as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. See, if that's you in here tonight, nobody's looking around, but would you just raise your hand just right now just to let me know, hey, I made that decision. Pastor, I made that decision. I'm following Jesus right now, and it happened tonight. I see you here. Keep it up. I see you right there. I see you right there. I see you right there. If you have your hand up, would you look up at me? No one's looking around. I just want to see you because I want to be the first one to just congratulate you because we could spend heaven together, and guess what? There's a party going on up in heaven of a bunch of angels, and they are partying for you because of the decision that you just made. So right now, do you all have a phone on you? You have a phone on you? Would you get your phone out real quick? Everybody else, I promise you they're going to be okay with waiting, okay? That's kind of a big deal, all right? <laughs> Would you get your phone and you can uh, text this number. It's 770-715-8651. Would you just say, I gave my life to Jesus today? And then just put a dash with your name. And I'll message you back with Macy, who's our worship director for CU College. See, I love that because we have some resources that we want give, to give you, but we also want to celebrate with you. So would everybody else look up at me? Guys, we just had three people give their life to Jesus tonight. That's incredible. I love it. That's why we do what we do. Our mission here is to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's right, Josie. That's why we do what we do. She's the best. And as we get ready to worship, would you please stand up in the room? We've got a couple more songs, and we're about to sing the song called Reckless Love. And I can't think. I know y'all are like, the tears are coming. <laughs> I can't think of a better song to go into. And so here's what I want to see. I want to see your hands held high. I want to hear your voices. I want to get calls from the neighbor because we're being too rowdy over here. Not because we're playing a bunch of crazy music, but because we're worshiping Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us as we enter into this moment. Dear God, thank you for tonight. God, I pray for this team that's about to lead us. I pray for the worship leaders that are not on the stage, but that are in the seats. God, I pray that our voices would be able to hear way outside of this building, but ultimately that our praise would be able to be lifted up into heaven. God, I pray that throughout this year, that those young adults that just gave their life to you would know that they are a part of a movement that started 2,000 plus years ago with you on a cross and raising back to life three days later. And it's not stopping in 2021. It's just going to continue to keep going. You're going to get to use each and every one of us. God, we love you. We're so grateful for you. And we ask it all in your name. Amen.